0: Okay, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to today's episode of the Jason Modar Show. It truly is wonderful to have all of you here today. What I wanna to discuss today is the recent conviction of Josh Duggar for possessing child pornography, and then talk about how the or how there is just such a a massive danger and how Josh's situation serves as a case study for the massive danger that is unrepentant sin, in particular, unrepentant sexual sin, and how far of a road that can take you down even to the place where you are possessing child pornography images. And then according to a story from CNN, these images of child pornography that he possessed on his work computer depicted the sexual abuse of children who were under the age of 12, and then the article goes into even further detail about that, saying that one of the files depicted children ranging from as young as 18 months old to 12 years of age. And then one of the gentlemen who was investigating the case said that The images that he found on Duggar's computer were in the top five of the worst that he ever had to examine. And this is in his 11 years of being an investigator into these types of cases. So Duggar was found guilty and convicted of the possession of child pornography. Him and his defense team are appealing the verdict. They're attempting to claim that Duggar's computer that they found it on, which was his work computer, wasn't. Those images weren't placed there by Duggar. They were actually placed there by somebody else, although it's hard to believe considering Duggar's past history with sexual impropriety. So as far as his character goes, his past issues with sexual deviancy and immorality are going to work pretty hard against him, and his defense team would obviously have to offer up a compelling case that those images found on his computer even though it was a work computer, uh, are are not his and were put there by somebody else. So those are sort of the overall general particulars of the case, what he was convicted of, how gross and disgusting and filthy it was that you had toddlers, toddlers guys, toddlers, images of toddlers on there. Not just underage teenage girls, not just underage preteen girls, which is bad and gross enough, but you had toddlers. In these sexually explicit positions. And glad that Duggar was convicted of this. I want swift retribution, justice, and the hard arm of God's vengeance upon the skulls, crushing the heads of whoever put these images together. Whoever did this to these children, whoever got these images, whoever actually was the creator and producer of this child pornography, I hope they are found and that vengeance is swift, and that justice is not withheld. Now, as previously mentioned, Josh Duggar has a history of sexual sins and sexual crimes like this. And an article from The Blaze details some of the behavior that Josh Duggar has engaged in in the past so in 2015 TLC which hosted the show that him and his family were stars of 19 kids and counting they yanked the library of those shows and canceled the show after a report alleged that in 2006 Josh Duggar molested several girls when he was a teenager and his parents later admitted that four out of the five of Josh Duggar's victims were his own sisters. So he has had sexual abuse issues uh, in the past. Don't know if he himself was a victim of sexual abuse. Sometimes you see that being a reason why men like him act out the way that they do. Perhaps he was exposed early on to pornography or something like that, but more on that momentarily. So he sexually abused four, um, five underage girls, according to his parents, and four of them Were his own sisters. And this goes back to 2006 when this happened. So we're looking at 15 years ago, a serious sexual crime and a perversion. And a violation of God's law took place not just once, not just twice, but five times, and four of those times to his own family members, to his own sisters. And as a man in that family, he should have been in the position of protecting his sisters, not being a violator and a predator of his own family. And then I read in some other spots about how Duggar has admitted to having Massive pornography issues went so far as to call himself a hypocrite because he was part of the um, some sort of a, a family a values council and had a lot of you know conservative buddies who were of the same mind. And just as a quick side note, there's a lot of comparisons or people coming out and showing pictures of Josh Duggar with conservative leaders, and this somehow links conservative leaders to this type of animalistic behavior as well. Well, until you demonstrate evidence of these various individuals taking part in the same crimes as Josh Duggar has. That's just all conjecture, and that's just all a guilty by association, and they haven't actually committed or done anything. And I'm not, look, I'm not looking to, to defend a conservative just because they're a conservative. Duggar claims to be a conservative, was on a family values council, and an activist, and was a conservative activist, and I have no problem nailing him to the wall for these just gross and disgusting crimes that he has committed. But again, Unless you can demonstrate more than just they're friends with Josh Duggar, then you're going to need more than that. All right, side note and rabbit trail over with. So he's had he's had a history of this, and it's not like somebody like actually. There's one other thing I want to mention. So one other thing, and I want to bring this here up on the screen that I didn't see any other outlet discussing, maybe some other outlet has discussed this, but this is something that I remembered and I looked up and I verified independently of anything else I could find. That back in 2015, Josh Duggar was found to have a paid Ashley Madison account. Now, if you don't know what Ashley Madison is, it is a dating website similar to something like eHarmony, Match.com, Tinder, Christian Mingle, only with the explicit purpose of having an affair of, of committing adultery and it was consequently discovered that Duggar had an account with them and the way that this was discovered was that there was a hack a breach of Ashley Madison's personal files and accounts and hackers exposed uh, I, I don't know hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of account holders with AshleyMadison.com, a bunch of people who were willing to pay for a discreet way uh, to commit the disgusting and filthy sin of adultery. Now, there are certainly people who have committed adultery, who have repented of it, and have salvaged and saved their marriages by the power of uh, the Holy Spirit, and praise God for situations like that. But we're not talking about a situation like that. We're talking about a situation where people are going out of their way unrepentantly to commit adultery, to have sex with somebody who is not their spouse and, and or Um, have sex with uh, somebody else's spouse. So hackers exposed this. It was shown that Josh Jugger had an account here. So we have sexual abuse. So we have uh, the the rape of underage girls. We have the possession of child pornography, uh, admittance of having a, a huge pornography addiction. And we have this Ashley Madison incident. Now, Ashley Madison, I was surprised to find out, still exists. So in this Gawker article, there's a link here to Ashley Madison, and you click on it, and it takes you to Ashley Madison's page, where you can still sign up for an account. And Ashley Madison's tagline is "Life is short, have an have an affair." And they have a very whorish picture of a woman with her uh, it's with her left hand and her pointer finger over her lips, as if to say as if to say "Hush, shush, don't tell anybody." This sort of disgusting sexual sin is happening. And I just noticed this right now that uh, her there is a wedding ring on her left ring finger of the woman used in advertising on Ashley Madison's home page. So just further evidence of the fact that they are blatantly and in your face, putting it in your face, saying, yes, this is a place where you can go to commit adultery against your spouse. So... What kind of implications, what what kind of lessons can we learn from this Duggar case? Well, it's, it's highly unlikely that Josh Duggar just woke up one day and decided that I am going to satisfy the sexual urges and desires I have within me by molesting my sisters and another girl it's highly unlikely that he started out that way. Again, I think as I mentioned earlier, I don't know if he was sexually abused as a child, if something happened to him, or if he was exposed to pornography or any other sort of explicit sexual content that got those urges and those drives going in him, and he sought to satisfy those urges and those drives by molesting underage girls, including four of his own sisters. And then from there, he either develops or continues to develop a pornography habit. He begins to then physically uh, commit adultery by signing up for Ashley Madison and looking to cheat on his wife. And I believe his wife and him had, I don't know, six or seven kids together, something along those lines. They had a bunch of children together. So another quick side note worth having, uh, his wife, I believe Anna Duggars, her name, many kids together, pray for her. Pray for their children. They have been through so much, through so many of Josh's improprieties, the discovery of his um, molesting his sisters when he was younger, his admittance of having a porn addiction, being found out to have an Ashley Madison account, and now with the child pornography charges. They've just been through the ringer. So really be praying for the healing and the ability to move on from this awful situation for his wife, And for their children having to, for the rest of their lives, have hanging over their heads that their father was this kind of a man. But uh, that which is impossible with man is possible with God and is more than possible by the power of the Holy Spirit for these, uh, for this woman and for her children to be able to move on uh, from this and be strengthened uh, in the Lord. So let's pray that that happens for them. But this is typically how sexual sin getting back to it works is it starts out with something that's not as egregious as molestation or possession of child pornography with toddlers uh, it starts out with porn or getting your dad's playboy or whatever the case may be being exposed to these sexually explicit images or just having normal sexual desires that all human beings have and looking to satisfy them in abnormal, abominable and sinful ways. And if you don't have anybody there to guide you and I, I don't know if if Jim Bob and uh, Josh's mom, whose name escapes me at the at the moment, I don't know if they didn't teach their boys about these issues, but uh, either way, he got his hands and he got involved uh, somehow in expressing himself sexually or sinfully. Uh, sexually and and then it, it just grew from there. So this is a warning for us all. You have Duggar starting out with, with what was probably porn or something similar to that, some sort of explicit imagery he got his hands on, and then it ended up manifesting itself in the molestation of his sisters, a huge pornography addiction, and all of this just remained unchecked and unrepented of. And there, yes, there were times where he, he apologized and said he was sorry, but The rest of his life and his actions after those apologies demonstrate that he was just sorry, perhaps for being caught, but he wasn't repentant. He wasn't actually interested in changing and reforming his ways. So let's pray that he does have a heart change, that he does have a renewing of his mind and a right ordering of his desires, and that his time in jail and this whole situation is God's way of waking up Josh Duggar to the fact that he has not repented of these sexual sins and they've only grown over the years. I've mentioned in a previous video that I had a, a pornography addiction for roughly a decade, 10 to 15 years of my life, where I was constantly and consistently looking at pornography. And it wasn't till I actually, I mean, I would repent of it to the Lord continually, but I never actually told anybody else. And one of the things that we read in James is that when we when we confess our sins to one another, that that's where healing is found. And when, when we have some people who can hold us accountable, when we say out loud to somebody, yes, I have done this, I don't want to do it anymore, that's where we get the body of Christ involved. That's where we have people who can come alongside us, keep us accountable, and walk us through these sins and these difficulties. God has you know, put us together as a community of believers to support and be with one another, uh, to help one another not stumble in sin while at the same time making sure we don't stumble into the sin that we're helping brothers and sisters deal with. So by the grace of God, I did repent of that. I exposed it. I brought it to the light. And any time where, where it would attempt to resurface, I would immediately tell somebody, hey, I just did this. I can remember in college, having not looked at porn for a while, months and months and months, if not years. And then it happened one night, and I went to a buddy of mine. He was actually my roommate in college, and I said, Hey, uh, just a week ago, I looked at porn. I did this. Just wanna, I wanted to confess it. I trust you, and just wanted to let you know this happened, Because, and I'm telling you because I don't want this to be some secret thing. And it was actually really beautiful because he then admitted to me, You know what? I About a week ago, I actually did the same thing. So it was an opportunity for him to admit that too. Oh, there's a beautiful young girl on the camera right now. Yes, how can I help you? I'm still, I'm still hungry. You're still hungry? Well I'll tell you what, I am almost done and we'll go get you some food, okay? You go out there and you wait and we'll get you some food. Get you a Z-bar in a second. Get a Z-bar. I got it. Yeah, we'll have you a bar in just a second. Alright. I would say sorry about that interruption, but my daughters are amazing and I love them to death. So they they're allowed to interrupt daddy's podcast and YouTube videos. So Unrepentant sin, whether it's sexual sin or anything else, it can grow. By the grace of God, my porn addiction didn't grow into something as egregious as Josh Duggar. So that doesn't mean I'm a better person or holier than him or whatever the case may be. But it could have gotten worse. It certainly could have gotten worse. And we see, in, like in the case of Josh Duggar, how unchecked sexual sin, especially the Apostle Paul says it's a sin against our body, and how this can manifest itself and turn into something more dangerous, more difficult, and it affects not just you, but sexual sin often affects uh, other people as we see in the case with Josh Duggar. So we should look at the situation of Josh Duggar and say, yes, justice is served. This is a good thing. We want more justice served. Whoever created this child pornography, we hope and pray that vengeance and the swift hand of the law comes down upon them for this. But at the same time, we can look at Josh Jugger as a cautionary tale for what happens when we have unrepentant sin left in our lives, and then also an opportunity to pray that he experiences genuine repentance, that he admits that he's engaged in these abominable, grotesque, filthy things, like truly repents of them, and also pray for the healing for uh, his wife, his children, and anybody else affected by his sexual misdeeds. So thank you all so very much for swinging by and checking out today's episode of the Jason Modar Show. Hopefully it was helpful, and edifying, and beneficial. Y'all have a really great weekend. See you again next week. God bless.